cast. He's back. And that's right. Back for some casting. That's great. And I have some great news for everybody. That's fantastic. Great. Hit me with it. I need good news. We got nothing, baby. Got nothing Woo! to go on. Nothing we got to nothing go to go We usually have like a quick, yes. you know, pre-production meeting because yes. we're professionals. <laughs> you know, a producer's yeah, meeting where we like, you know, throw some random notes from the week at each other. Discuss and the well is topics. dry, baby. It is arid. But you know, like what we were saying, and here we go. Look, the dry's already, we already filled the well up. All right? That's it. We're already off and running. And I said, you know, it's like a workout though. It is. You never know what kind of workout you're going to get until it starts. Until you're into it, right? I mean, there are many times, right? Many times where it's why the impulse is always wrong and the voice in your head that tells you go do the workout no matter what it might end up great is always yep. right because you Absolutely. really don't know and there are so many times where all of us no matter how consistent you are dedicated you are are not into it for whatever reason distracted not feeling 100 whatever it is tired and and you don't want to do it and the voice in your head says ah maybe today's a good day off and all that stuff and you're like and you force yourself to do it and then you do it and you're like thank god i trained or wow that was an incredible well, that's the best like, workout i've had in a month and, I, and and 10 seconds before the workout began, <laughs> I felt like garbage yep. or I didn't want any part of it or and it, like it turned out to be exactly what you needed or like yep. once you get the you get that inertia is not the right word, right? Is it? No, I'm, like it's kind of like a momentum. momentum. Yeah, for sure. Right? You yeah, know, like you get the right word, right? Once it's once it's rolling, right? Once it's rolling, it like kind of picks up pace and everything. So yep. with that in mind, like. I got to think this could be the best cast of all time. It could be. No pressure. Yes. Uh, framed in that way, in that context, it could possibly be the greatest cast of all time. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to it. Greg, hit me with your list. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's oh, true, man. It's, man. It's, it's, it's just about getting it done and like, you know, I say like just showing up, yes. just show up. Yep. Keep showing it up. It's like the whole part of the, of the battle. And even if you're, yeah, like a, a good thing that I think about anytime I'm like having that internal debate with myself or whatever, sure. I think of, um, I think it was Vinny a couple of years back saying, you know, like doing like deloading weeks and stuff like that. We're like, they literally just go to the gym for a week right. and go through the motions yep. kind of to give their body some relief and some sure. recovery, sure. but to not be completely dead on their ass. Yep. And I always think, well, like, all right, like, well, if, if like world class athletes do that, of course, you know, and like, why not just do that? If you're going to do, if you're like, I'm, I don't have it, I'm not doing it, just go through the motions. First of all, you never know. You might yep. just have like a killer workout of nowhere, yep. but just go there and get it done and check the box. And, you know, stay in the groove of being consistent and having a routine independent of like the immediate result of that day. You know what I mean? Like you're Very still ringing so. the bell and keeping that routine going and, and letting like your brain and the chemistry of your brain and like all those things that feed into habits, you're still keeping that groove going. And it's not necessarily about like, oh man, I benched the most I ever benched in my life or ran the, the furthest I ever ran or whatever your goal is. It's not about like setting a record. It's just about, you know, staying in that groove and keeping things going. 
Right. And, you know, the thought, too, right, is that I, I feel like, you know, um, the gym such a metaphor for life. Right. And when I say the gym, I mean, whatever really like your um, physical, consistent physical outlet is. Right. So maybe you're maybe you're running or cycling or whatever. But that that consistent physical discipline that you come back to, let's just call it the gym. Right. It's a metaphor for life um, in that. Oftentimes, right. The workout is simply a reinforcement of who you are and what you do. Right. And it's like, oh, right. That's right. I don't feel like it today, but I'm the guy who does it when I don't feel like it. Right. Yep. That's who I am. I'm the guy who does what needs to be done, even when I'm not up to it or I'm not feeling right. my best or conditions aren't ideal. Right. Like the uh, the uh, the myth of of ideal conditions. Right. Oh, and I'm right. Like, if you're Dude. waiting for things to be perfect, you're going to be waiting forever. And it will never so. happen then because it's there's no such thing as as perfect conditions. Right. So it's like you sometimes you just have to make it happen. You have to create that environment yourself. And oftentimes the big first step is reminding yourself, oh, yeah, you know, I'm the guy who trains no matter what. Or I'm the guy who gets done whatever needs to get done no matter what. And with that comes a sense of purpose and accomplishment, right? Achievement. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, defining oneself, right? In a positive way, right? And then you're... And then you are thinking positively about yourself. Right. You you have positive associations with who you are and your character. And then good things spring forth from that. Right. So it's like just sort of reminding yourself, like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the dude who gets his workout done no matter what, because that's just what I do. That's that's something. That's something yep. valuable. You know? Right. That's something and just getting there and maintaining that has value regardless of what happens during that time. That's standard. <laughs> That standard, yeah, you know, maintaining that standard. Yeah, so we're living it with this cast right now. Absolutely, <laughs> came into the workout empty. Yep, and digging for the gems. Yep, yep. Though they're they're there, they're out there. I know they are. I know they are. I feel like there's a lot going on in the sporting world. Well, dude, LeBron. I'm gonna I mean, start with LeBron. Yes. Somehow, but like an online polarizing figure. I feel like. So absurd. Or like just a debate sparker. Oh god. But screw all that. Oldest guy in the NBA. Oldest player in the yeah, entire hard, NBA. Hard to believe. I don't know if I can remember like maybe I guess Jordan. Like, how many times is the absolute but you know the the oldest player in the league, like the most iconic and best players right. in the league? Jordan, right. Kareem, sure. yeah, LeBron. Right, Kareem in the late '80s, probably right. right. Like, you know, there was Magic and Bird and Young. But Jordan. they didn't make it to be that old. No, no. But I'm saying there were Magic yeah. and Bird and Young Jordan were in the league at that point. But right. Kareem was probably the iconic figure on his way out, right? Yeah. And it's a completely different guy than Lou Alcindor and Young Kareem, but he was still there, um, right. and he's still contributing to championship teams and whatnot. Um, but nowhere near on the level of what LeBron's doing, bro. Like, no, no. I mean, he's like a night, potentially with, all NBA player still. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Twenty first season. Yeah, it's crazy. Season. Yeah, and like I saw, so I saw like a list of like the top ten oldest players, and like I sure. think Chris Paul's number two. Okay, so like there's a lot of like there's like Curry. I think is even top okay. ten oldest. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So like there's a lot of like Hall of Fame guys now like on that list. But yeah. um, I mean, just to think of being like in your twenty first, you know, he he hasn't played, just played many seasons. 
Right. He's in the he's in the finals like yep. eight years straight. Yep. So that's like another two seasons. Of course. Of <laughs> you course. know what I mean? Like he's yep. always deep runs. Yep. Um, so the amount of mileage on his legs, and then you think of him like trying to like cover like John Morant or somebody. Sure, sure. You know, some like just athletic young freak yep. motor jumping out of the gym. Yep. And he's down there and he's just barreling through, through dudes, finger roll, finesse. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it too, right? I love the I love uh aggressive not settling for the jump shot, LeBron, where because nobody can do anything about it. You know, right. it's 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 Shannon Sharp, like you know, coming down coming down the middle and there's like D-backs trying to tackle him, and it's like there's nothing yeah. you can do about it, you know, and it's like you know, it's funny too. I was watching and uh I used to laugh, right? Because uh, I, I used to watch the games with my pops, and we just have our own commentary back and forth, and we'd say something, and then yeah. like 15 seconds later, Marv Albert or Bob Costas says exactly what me and my dad just said, right. and my mom would say, "You, you guys should be doing this." Oh, <laughs> <Right? laughs> well, it's like the Manning cast, dude. They yeah, should have exactly, that, you know. exactly. And uh, last night I was like, uh, you know, I was watching, um, you know, it's like on in the background but I'm paying attention to it with like one eye and half my brain. And, uh, you know, LeBron came down like a, you know, little crossover kind of like a, a moving full speed from half court. And he just goes to the basket, lays it up with the left. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. And I say, Oh man, it's just like, he's like you know, it's like a, a massive running back running downhill. Nobody is yep. like, everybody just needs to get out of the way. I'm like, you can't, you can't stop LeBron going downhill. Five seconds later, Reggie Miller's like, oh, LeBron, unstoppable going downhill. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's like, it's so true. Like, yeah. he's, he's such a specimen out there. And it's like, you know, uh, he's still, he's not going to force the action. But anytime he wants to, there's not much anybody can do about it. You know, and yeah. it's like, it's and he's 30, he's all about, about to be 39. And not just 39, in his 21st season, 39. And like, how amazing is that like it's yep. amazing amazing yeah it's pretty amazing he needs some help you know we'll see if yeah. his team is up to the task yeah and how I mean? how many minutes and games he can play well that's know? it that's it i feel like they're gonna load management him and i know that the the like uh the 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 trend is against that stuff because you see so many elite players taking nights off right like, yeah the, the league's trying to, to penalize guys this and i don't i don't I don't entirely disagree with them because of just what it is to be like a paying consumer. And like, I don't get me wrong. I don't know how many, like, I don't know, like if pro sports has gotten to the point where it's like almost a bridge too far to assume that like your average dad is taking two kids to an NBA game. Like, because I'm sure that that's like a thousand dollars now, you know what I mean? Right. But like, let's just theoretically say they are, and you go to see the best players and they're off that night. Yeah. And they're not off that night because they're hurt. They're off that night because oh, it's just the night they should get off and they're in street right. clothes. And it's like, so you didn't get to see your favorite player tonight because the coach just decided to give them a night off in the name of load management, Kevin Durant or whoever. And it's like, that sucks. And I get that. I yeah. get that. It, it, it devalues the product, you know? Yeah. And they're trying to like schedule T do a TV schedule and everything. And then it's yeah. like Durant's not playing. Right. So you're watching, you know, right. uh, Ben Simmons or something, you know, like right. instead you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't quite have the sizzle. No. But you know, like I, I always think back to like, uh, like a year after Nash retired, he said, I could go out there right now and play a 40 minute game. 
Yep. But there's no way in hell I could do it again tomorrow. Right. Like, right. And then, you know, it was like his, the issue for him wasn't going out and playing. Right. It was like he now needs a week to recover or a couple days. Right. And so, like, you know, LeBron's older than Nash was when he said that. So we'll right. see how it plays out. But uh, I'm excited. Big NBA fan. Obviously, you are too, dude. Wemby sure. yeah. is making his debut. Yeah, like, beyond yeah, yeah. my squad that I'm excited to see. Yeah. I you know, saw some highlights of Wemby, and it's like, dude. Yeah. I think it's I safe to say. I know it's like preseason or whatever. He's already like, here. There's a highlight pack. Oh, well, yeah. look, I think the guy, Chad Holmgren on OKC, is legit. Right. I like, and these I like, are like uh, the. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Uh, Scoot. Scoot's awesome, dude. Yeah, and yeah. He's more of my know, kind like of the, player, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's yeah, a yeah. throwback, old school, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. nasty point guard. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll be good. Yep. Um, But I think that, like, I think, like, these are, you're starting to see, like, the Durant guys. Right. All the seven footers who are like move like Durant, who used right. to be the only guy who could move sure. like Durant, and now it's like, wait, there's like six dudes like you know, right. Wemby's like seven five. Right, I know. Yeah, I saw just a highlight reel of what he's doing, dude, where he like blocked the shot, took the balls, bring up court, dribbled through the defender's legs, five yeah. hold him. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. and I'm like. And then he's blocking all the shots on the Warriors, like right. you know the veteran guys, yeah. Clay and Wiggins yeah, yeah. and all these dudes. He's like fifteen feet from them and blocks Wiggins' yeah, shot. No, he's not just winning uh, Rookie of the Year. I don't okay. think. Okay, I'm going to make some predictions. Here, okay, some all right. See, that's what they all came right. for. All right, here we go. Uh, this is now. This is obviously with an asterisk of health. Yep. Yep, yep, of course. Yeah, you know, Holmgren got big, hurt last year. big, right? Holmgren got hurt very early last year. These big dudes, they're yes, asking a lot of their tendons, the way that they move and ligaments, dude. Yes, like, it's, yes, you know, yes. I don't want to jinx the young no, kid, but that yes. aside, yes. defensive player of the year. And yep. I'm writing it in in pen right now. Okay? okay. He might have averaged the most blocks per game ever right out of the gate for per game. The most blocks per game ever. I, he could totally. I, I think that. he. I think this season he might average five blocks a game. I could see that. I'm gonna look it up right now. What do you think the record is? Most blocks per blocks game for per a season. Game. For a season, I would say it's probably like four and a half, and it's probably like a minute bowl type. Uh, he has the rookie record for okay. five. Okay. Look at hey, that. Look at me. Not too bad. That's hey, pretty good. All right. <laughs> Mark Eaton holds okay. the season. High record, 5.56. That's a lot of blocks, man. 5.56 blocks. I'm going to say Wemby is it at least breaks Manu Bowles' rookie block record of wow. five blocks per season. Wow. And that the Spurs are going to be contenders by the end of the season. Well, here, here's what I know. I don't think that that's out of, I don't think that's like out of line or anything like that. I don't think that's like uh hard to imagine. Um, because because one thing that is for sure, man, um, is that Popovich is incredible. Yeah. And like, you know, almost in a way where it's like, how could you even script it where you bring this guy in who's a sensation and then he's going to be sort of um in the right hands. Yes, right. There's a there's a per what's the perfect word I'm looking for? Nurtured. Right. Yeah. By a guy like Pop, who's, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever, just such a high character guy. 
and such a guy who like drives home a lot of the things that like you know now uh with with maturity things that i didn't understand so much you know in my 20s or teens yep. right like you see how he drives home these principles and fundamentals of winning culture right and how you know not unlike belichick right where i used to feel like as long as a couple of the key pieces are in place he can go get guys and slide them into slots and the machine just rolls on yeah right and and it'll extract the most from whoever is on his team right and like you give them an average team and they're still going to get in the playoffs right you give them yep. above average team they're going to make a run right and it's like so you take a guy like Wemby and you put him with Popovich and I think oh man like they could be contending in a year like who knows who knows you know because Popovich will do will craft everything around him in a way where oh absolutely you know, I know like, and the whole organization is set yep, up they have like yep, a culture yep. and dude he he has their philosophy um to start with right He's like, I almost think like that uh, the Spurs culture is like European in many right. ways because sure, of Parker sure. and Ginobili yes, and Duncan kind Duncan, of and has yeah. little, right? you know, even though he's, he's not from Europe, foreign. like he's international, foreign, just, yeah, you know, sure, like sure. kind of a different approach yes, than like so. American AAU basketball very kind of so. culture. And um, he, dude, he's super philosophical, Lemby. Right. And says like, oh, dude, I, I'm trying to find the quotes because I can't remember what exactly what it was. But I was like, man, I need to find this quote and send it to Greg. Because, well, you know, uh, okay, awesome. He is like, he says crazy stuff, man. Well, For a he, kid to be 19. Yeah. Um, It's like unbelievable, his perspective. Well, you know, it, it does. It, it reminds me in many ways of Giannis. Right? Oh, yeah. Because he like to see a guy who's that much of a superstar, but to be sort of so like humble and level-headed. Yep. Like it's, it's astounding, <laughs> you know, like it's astounding, you know, and, and I, I, I see a little bit of that in Wemby. Um, it just in, you know, in, and I, I don't know the specific quote you're talking about, but just sort of in how his mannerisms and demeanor and how he carries himself. Um, you see a sort of like that sort of humble level-headedness um, with all that talent. And you think to yourself, man, like, what a recipe that is, but it's also kind of the Duncan recipe. You yeah. know, like you think about Duncan, right? Like Duncan would have been the number one pick four times. <laughs> and he stayed at Wake Forest, you know, like he would have yeah. been the number one pick every year. And no, every year absolutely. he went back to school and he went for four years, you know, and he, over and over again, he was the projected number one pick and went back to school because like he was cool with that. And he liked playing college basketball and what came along with college basketball and being part of this team and all of that stuff. Like, and you think to yourself, like, that's really rare that someone would choose college over, over, uh, over the NBA, the fortunes, the guaranteed fortunes and success in the NBA that Duncan would have had, you know, he kept going back to school, you know? So these guys are, are similar to Duncan too in that way, right? Like just a sort of understated, um, understated yep. dominant talent. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. One of the things he was talking about, I guess he was, I think he was talking to JJ Redick, and he said, "I like, I don't feel pressure. I never feel pressure." 
pressure doesn't exist for me. I try to live as a free man at all times. The way I play is the way I want to play my whole life. Being myself, showing my true self, being my true self. I know I'm never going to do something just to do some shit. I know what I want. I'm driven from the inside of my heart and nothing can put me out of my path. I do everything that I can. So I deserve what I get. And I think some players are really talented physically or technically, you know, really, really talented, but their mind isn't as good as their bodies. Wow. My totem, it's something bigger than basketball. It's life. It's accomplishing yourself inside this universe. When I need motivation, when I need energy and I feel tired, when I need to fight on the court, it's hard. I always remember that I'm free in that universe. I'll do whatever I can. And, and I know what I want to do and nothing's going to stop me from doing it. I've always got that in mind and it doesn't just stop at basketball. It's about life. Wow. Like pretty crazy. 19 year old kid. Like with that. Thanks. 19 year old French kid. Cause I really needed that today. (laughs) Dude, It's amazing. Right. And I like the, I'm a, you know, it's of course it's easy to like buy all the hype. It's like a, you know, you're being marketed to, and it's a product like this and all that. And it's, you know, it's a 19 year old kid and we're grown men, but it's like, to me. No, but what you said, there's like layers to that, that are bigger than marketing or that you could, nobody could have scripted that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. those sound like, you know, sort of um, bedrock principles that he has. And like I said, I'm sitting here seeing this through the lens of a guy more than twice his age. And I, but, but I'm hearing it and and I'm hearing the sort of uh, the genuine gravitas built into those words and sort of like that we talk about self-actualization mentality things. Yes. And how, uh, how much conviction is in those words. Like, that's a beautiful thing, man. It's fucking You live it. You talk like that all day and live like that as much as you can. And like the, the good things happen. Yes. You know, like I believe that. And uh, so I'm hoping the good I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Um, it's like tough not to, yeah. and he looks like an absolute freak yeah. on the court. And like, yeah. you hear guys that are like, you know, LeBron and Giannis, like, I think it was like two years ago or last year. Giannis is like, the whole league needs to get ready now for this kid. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like it's his world and he's coming in. And I just, you know, even though he's 19, yeah. I don't think, uh, I think like 50 games from now, if not five games from now, right. but like 50 games from now, we're going to be looking at him as top five guys in the NBA. Already. I can see it, of course. You know, course. Um, and so, I mean, I think that's crazy because there's already pretty good players in the NBA. You oh, know? yeah. And a lot of them are big men. You got the Joker, you got uh, Embiid, you got Giannis. Um, he's going to have – you know, even guys like Chet Holmgren and Durant are bigger guys that you could see them matched up at times, dude. Sure. I could see Wemby covering Durant in a game right now. Like, imagine that him trying to oh, with sure. that wingspan. Yeah, Durant sure. would finally have to look at somebody and be like, "Wait, this guy's wingspan's bigger than mine." This guy, yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting. So uh, it's like it's a new era in in yeah. the NBA. I think you know, like just like LeBron was. Um, well, so that, that's that, pretty exciting. That generational talent. Yeah, I did see a joker last night. They interviewed him and they were asking him about what he did after winning a championship, like what his workouts were. He goes back to like a farm, right? He works on the farm. He went back to the farm and he basically like you read between lines, like he didn't play any basketball, but he he's in the gym 
six days a week, mm. training hard. He's like, wow. I only take off Sundays. Wow. <laughs> and he, he, he said all off season, he worked in the gym. That's all he was focusing on was his body six days a week. Wow. He said, your body is your tool. I need to be strong right. or I need to be stronger. And, and was just training six I mean, days a week. I mean, you know, like uh, you're watching them last night against the Lakers, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, I don't know if anybody can beat these guys. Because it's a really unique kind of deal with them. And, like, it's – and I was trying – you know, I was explaining it to Tara, too, because Tara looks and she says, how – like, she doesn't get it, like, yeah. how good he is. And I said, like, the crazy thing is, like, that he just does everything so well. And he's super unselfish. And he's surrounded by all of these really solid players. Yeah. By like really solid players. And I said, so it's like a, a scenario where you have, he's good enough. He's so good. He's good enough slash so good that you have to give him like double team attention. And every single time you do, he's going to burn you. And yep. he's going to get the ball to one of those super solid dudes who's going to score every time. It's going to be so open. What do you do? What do you do? Like, yeah. This, and you know and a mean? lot like magic to me, like sure. once magic starts making these beautiful passes, yep. that kind of becomes the identity of the team. Yep is to make these smart, brilliant yep. passes to open teammates. Yep. And, like, so he starts playing like that, and it's like he's finding guys left and right, and now they're looking for yep. other guys to pass to. Yep. And it's boom, 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 boom. And, like, four passes. There were a couple of sequences last night where they made, like, they whipped four passes, and the Lakers were just in a blender yeah, yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to help, recover, help, recover, yeah. switch, help, recover. And, like, by the end of it, there's a wide open guy at the three point line who's gonna hit it. Oh, no, that's it. Yeah. And they play decide to play one on one like no easy buckets, and then oh like, my who's gonna guard him? What are you gonna do? What <laughs> yeah, are you gonna do? He had what are you gonna do? Because he'll go right. You'll you're right. You'll have you down low, and it has every post move in the world. And so then you try to force him outside, and he'll just nail threes in your face. It's like, what do you do? They're gonna be tough, man. They're yeah, gonna be it's, tough. It's, it's hard to see anybody beating them. I, I you know, I know. Milwaukee's interesting, right? You got to think Milwaukee coming out of the East, right? Um, I mean, they're going to be awesome. They're right yeah. there. I think Boston's there with Holiday yeah. now. Like, he's yeah, tough, that's man. True. That's true. And uh, the West, dude, the West is like uh, maybe the best conference ever. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, the ninth best, tenth best team in the West right now, man, yeah. is stacked. I right. think there's like a division that's like the Suns, the Lakers, the Nuggets. Yeah. The Kings, who were like a three seed last year, like you know, they're just so so stacked. Um, but yeah, just those two teams in the east. I'll be rooting for my upstart team to win anything. They're gonna be fun as hell to watch, dude. They got a little magic John diet magic Johnson on their team when they have that kind of culture going, they just don't play defense. But other than that, I'm excited. I know everybody out there is dying for some Indiana Pacers breakdown. I got you covered. Well, that's it. You know, like I was thinking, uh, what about like the hometown teams? What about the Sixers? What about the Knicks? What oh, yeah, the look, uh, what, about ben, what about Ben Simmons? What's happening with Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons is going to have a huge comeback here. I, I, you know, man, I hope he does. I hope he does. I mean, I he's he been no defense. No, no, no. He's been totally punked out for a couple of years, and he looks like, uh, like you know, he had like a. 
sports block, like a mental block that you see happens. You know, who is the pitcher who all of a right. sudden couldn't th- throw, hit the catcher? Yeah, oh, for sure. Is it Ankeel? Might have been. Rick Ankeel, I think he had a, was a pitcher for the Cardinals back in the day. He was a, yeah. And all of a sudden he would throw the ball toward the plate and it would be 15 feet from the catcher yeah. every time he threw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He had a mental block, couldn't do it. So he converted to an outfielder right, that made right. the all-star that. team. Yeah, I remember that with Ankeel. Yeah, crazy. pretty sure he made. Yes, I, I I'm gonna look that. it up. Rick Ankeel. If you if if uh, if people came here for obscure sports, we got them. Um, Two th- wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah. he made the AAA all-star game. Okay, but he had 32 home runs and 90 RBIs. Wow. Let me see if I can find his playing outfield. Playing outfield, he converted and hit um, 25 home runs in a season. Two seasons later. Wow. He hit 25 home runs in a season. That's pretty remarkable. When I was, when you were saying about the mental blocks, it made me think of Chuck Knobloch. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't throw it at first. Made me think of Mackie Sasser. The catcher couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. (laughs) That's an old school name. Yeah. He couldn't throw the ball back. So these things happen. They're like weird phenomena. Yes. I think uh, I mean, he also had it, like it, it shows you. Uh, no, I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry, but it, it shows you how important like just uh, um, an individual's mental health is, and uh, how you can be your worst enemy, you know, and how like how important it is to try to be able to sort of order and control your thoughts, yeah. um, and how that stuff can 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 snowball. Yeah, I, th- I think he had like a little fragile diva personality, yes. a little bit, and a whole sure. city. That has none of that. Yes. The city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Yes. yes. Could smell that on him. Right. From a mile away. And yes. so the second thing started going bad, it got worse in a hurry. Yes. And it was just like a toxic miss, a mix. Yes. And I think uh, and he had some maybe some health stuff last year. And now yeah. it looks like he's balling. And I think he's in a good spot where he's like on a team that the city of New York really doesn't care about. Right. It's their secondary team. Sure, sure. That there's like no following there. So right. like there's no microscope. Right. And there's no more superstars on the he's team. So there's no national right. microscope. And right. now he's like in the perfect spot to thrive. So I think you're going to – I think he'll be a, one of the top 20 players in the NBA again this year. I mean, he's got – we know he's got the ability to do it. So. Dude, he's, he's going to run the point at 6'10". And score twenty points a game and drop ten assists yeah. and play elite defense. Yeah, and yeah. so, I mean, it's crazy. look in two years, he might like that might mean more attention and like right. all those things come back and then he'll be tested and you'll see has he overcome these things. I wouldn't right. surprise me if it all the whole cycle starts again. You know, he gets another fat contract. Who knows? But uh, it's an interesting storyline. I'm I'm big into the NBA. But you're asking about local teams and stuff. My team, the Dolphins, took an L to the Eagles. Yes, this yes. is the Bernardi Civil War. I was excited. The the, <laughs> the Dolphins, uh, my my my, uh, you know, uh, chronically uh, depressed Raiders household became yeah. Dolphins fans for an evening. Um, and I and I like the coach, and yeah. I like some of the style of play, right. and I was just like excited to see them. Uh, you know, against the Eagles, and it was the, the Eagles are tough, man. Tough. Uh, it was not pretty. We had some guys out, I think, to change the game. Yes. It's you know, it's a Bernardi Civil War game. 
Okay, yes. I basically yes. have mostly Eagles fans in my family, some Giants, mm-hmm. mostly Eagles. Yes. A lot of trash talking. By halftime, you know, a little, a couple minutes before halftime, I'm getting texts like, didn't know we were having a fish fry tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All of that kind of stuff is starting. Right. right. And uh, they got this one. Uh, I'll say it's like, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, it would surprise me because I'm a Dolphins fan and these things never happen. Right. But on paper, they're two of the teams that could get to the Super Bowl. Sure. So I'd like to have our, our offensive line and secondary play the next game. Hashtag excuses. Sure, sure. And uh, get over that one. But otherwise, well, I, we'll I, see. I mean, I'll, I'll say this: like at the beginning of the season, I, this is not, trust me, this is not some kind of amazing prognostication. But I kind of like thought, eh, probably looking at a repeat Super Bowl, right? Like you, you know. And I feel like right now you're like, yeah, it's, hey, that's probably the Vegas. I'm sure that's the Vegas odds. It's, it's got. It's got to be, right? be the Chiefs. Uh, you know. Yeah, Chiefs Eagles. You would and think, a lot of right? like the. The teams that were in that conversation, the Dolphins, yeah, the right. Lions, the right. Bills. Right. I feel like a lot of those secondary teams kind of got their asses whooped in recent weeks. Yep. And so, well, like, the Ravens are back in it. They're probably right there. Right. Right, but, like, I one saw, yeah, B. They look great. They whooped – was it the Bills they whooped? Or, no, the Lions. They yeah, the Lions, right, the Lions who were supposed to be, like, the new Lions, you know. I think and it was the Lions. The Lions were supposed to be like the new Lions. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown, um, yep. <laughs> who I like a lot. Uh, whatever, what's his brother's name? Equiminius or something. Yeah, Brown. yeah. Now, <laughs> do you know about the, that? Man John Brown. Dad? John yeah. Brown, the bodybuilder. John Brown, the bodybuilder. Pretty yeah. wild, right? Pretty yep. wild story. I he won no the clue. amateur Arnold yeah, he, bodybuilding competition. Sure. He's a guy. He's a guy who was like big in the seventies and maybe early eighties. Um, like all of the best guys from the eighties and nineties from California, he was like one yep. of their mentors. So maybe he like won both. amateur Mister Universe in eighty one and eighty two. Yeah, and Mister so like, World three times. Right. So if you're talking about like the timeline of bodybuilding, right, you're talking a guy who's like post Arnold and like pre Lee Haney. And like was kind of like a, a, a very influential, apparently like a very influential guy from for like all the the great California bodybuilders back then. Uh, also, like I think uh, you know, just because of the the nature of of sports, the fact that he was a black bodybuilder was important also in, in that yep. time period. So like a lot of the guys, Flex Wheeler and those guys, were these legendary California guys in the eighties and nineties. I think like they all looked up to him. Um, but yeah, what and and I also believe that he was a big guy. Other than the obviously the the iconic European guys from the seventies who spread bodybuilding, I think throughout Europe and stuff. John Brown, who was like an American okay. bodybuilder, toured and like did seminars all throughout Europe nice. and like kind of spread the word on on the the sport and the lifestyle over there. Um, but that that sidetracked me. Okay, no, finish finish what you're finish what you were saying about the NFL before I got started talking. I don't remember what it was. Now I'm all into it. Now I'm looking up his son Osiris and all this stuff. <laughs> Crazy. The names, like he added the saint to the last name. Like it's yeah. like he's been training those kids to be NFL players since they were like, you know, in the crib. You know, it's crazy. Very cool. I mean, you know, pro athlete discipline bodybuilding is a professional sport you yes. know even though right. you know he was an amateur but like right it still requires the discipline and commitment 
yes. of any other sport. Yes. And, you know, you take those principles and apply them yep. of to a different endeavor. Of course. Makes a lot, it makes total sense because that's as much as like the genes of a Ken Griffey junior right. or senior, it's the preparation sure. and the discipline and the commitment and the mentality and like teaching that and understanding it. Like you, you think of like Steph Curry yep. and how many jumpers he shoots right? and being the son of Del Curry and how many jumpers he probably shot of course. and like where he gets that from and being there at, around athletes as a kid yep. watching them work out in the yep. before the games and realizing you know who is sticking around and who isn't and how they got there and what yep. it takes you know um that oh speaking of the nba a guy we both love hope i'm hoping he has another comeback in in quotes is zion supposedly oh, sure. they say has that all those things now like he's kind of yeah. bought in more to the what it takes the diet yep, yep. the 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 training yep. you know now he's not just like this unstoppable force physically with his gifts yeah he's got the discipline and focus to put it all together this year well, you talk about, you know, like, and I think Zion's like a great kid. Like, I think he's a really good, like, sure. a good dude. Um, but it's it's reminiscent of Barkley from a different era, right? Where Barkley got to the league and the concerns were, can't keep his weight under wraps. Does he yep. care enough to to be conditioned and to, you know, uh, do the stuff off the court consistently enough to be as good as his talent, you know? Uh, yep. Talent, you know, lends itself for you to believe his potential is in the league. Can he take care of the little things? There's a little bit of that with Zion, right? Where it's like Zion, like that from a new era. And you hope, like, I I hope, like, because two of my favorite players in the league are two guys who are, like, big question marks. And you hope you come out of this year thinking that Zion and Ja are right. in a good place. Matured. and you Yeah. Know, ja Morant's one of my favorite players, like, you yep. know, like, ever uh, in terms of just, like, what he does on the court. He's, like, electrifying. And it's like. Can you can he be making good decisions? Can he not be electrifying off the court? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can he be boring off the court? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and Zion was a guy who uh, was supposed to be the next LeBron and yep. the next Wemby, yep. and or you know before Wemby. Yes. And um, they kind of lost a couple of years when I think he was supposed to be that, yep. and now like not like Giannis and Yojo, the Joker aren't like you know yeah. immortal players it right. seems like already in my mind i would say skill wise and both have rings and everything um but he was supposed to be the next guy come in unstoppable phenom athletic freak yeah um you yeah, know for sure 20 year career of dominance yep. like a kareem you know yep. lebron set the bar kind of high here Very much and so. but like the nba is built on churning these guys out just yep. when you need one one's leaving the next guy's yep. hitting his stride uh, so hopefully he gets back to that. So to an extensive Duke, NBA to, preview here. But. You went to Duke and played for Coach K and stuff, like which said yeah. something, and you thought to yourself, like, okay, maybe you know, you know, uh, he is that guy, and I he still has the potential to be that guy. It's just a matter of how he could he totally. Is, I mean, know. it would not. It would not. I'd be happy. It hasn't happened yet, but he could put it together. He could wake up one day and put it together and be the best player in the NBA. That's you it. Know? And the time that he has played. He's been he's great. unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. He's been great. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of great uh kind of character arcs and yeah and journeys 
for sure. You know, that you can extrapolate, extrapolate lessons from and apply to what you're going through in the yeah. gym. You know, I think that's like part of the reason why these, why sports are, will always be dope till my dying day. The inspiration to be found and the comeback stories and the, you know, reinventions of people who are like, you look at Zion and they're like, yeah. he's a junk food eating dude out of the out of the league if yeah. he doesn't get his shit yeah. together. Yeah. And will he? And the pressure's yeah. on. Now he has this opportunity to define himself. You With know, that much raw talent too, that gifted. And it's like, oh man, like what a sin it would be, right? You know, what right. a sin it would be. And these are conversations, it's funny. Two things. Uh parallel to what we were just talking about, but these are things, these are conversations I have with, with my, my one daughter beans, right. Where, um, you realize, right. We're talking about Zion is like the, the, the nth degree example, and hopefully, uh, proves to, to that it wasn't, it's not really a concern for him right? that he lines it all up. He gets it all together. He checks the boxes and he ends up having the dominant career that you hope he does. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I get across from two, how many times there's the guy who's got all the talent in the world, but he doesn't have it up here. Sure. Or, or, or he doesn't have the, the factors in his life lined up, whether it's yep. a good support system and all of those things to ultimately become what he could become, no matter how gifted he is. Sure. And then vice versa, right? Where there's the guy who checks all the boxes, but doesn't have the natural talent. But then maybe the guy who checks all the boxes and isn't as gifted goes further simply because they did all the little things, you know, and it's like, absolutely. It happens all the time in, in sports is the most obvious example. It happens in sports all the time. And life. In life. Right. Exactly. I, yeah. I, so anyway, to, uh, along those same lines, I had this conversation with her where I saw um, an interview with a girl uh, who's from the Las Vegas aces who won the WNBA title. And, and she's um, forget her name off the top of my head. It'll come to me. But she's married to Darren Waller, who used to be the tight end for the Raiders, right. uh, who's now in the Giants. Um, and uh, she won that they won back to back titles for Becky Hammond in the WNBA. And she was being interviewed, and and somebody just threw at her like, "How many shots you take a day?" Right? Yeah. Um, I think she's a guard. How many shots you take a day? And she said, "Oh, you know, like I think they said like how many you put how many you putting up a day?" <laughs> yeah. And she was like, you know, three fifty to five hundred every day since I was ten. And I'm like, right. Like, there it is, <laughs> right? Professional like, level of commitment. And like 350 to 500 is a lot. And it's not like, oh my God, that's so much. But it's a lot. And it's every day since you're 10. Every day since you're 10 is where like you it's get one. To, you, yeah. and Mike, you and me could go shoot 350 today. But can we shoot 350 today? Right. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We'll sell it down with the All right. For sure. Lefty. For sure. Right. You can shoot through your lefty and be in good shape, though. Um, you'll have to be in good shape, but yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, we go put 350 up today, but can you put a 350 up today? Can you put 350 up every day for two decades? Right. That's what that girl has done. And then you're like, well, that's why she's a star in the WNBA. That's one of the reasons beyond natural talent, beyond luck and good fortune and timing, which are critical in everything. The fact that she's been putting up 350 to 500 shots every day since she was 10, like, All right, now I have a new goal, man. I'm going to get this shoulder right. <laughs> my new goal is to get up 350 jumpers yep. in one day. <laughs> yes. yes. Now I might need I need a rebounder in yes. order to get that done in a 24-hour <laughs> Yes, you probably do. You probably do. Because the bricks the are going to be bouncing. downhill. The bricks will be plentiful. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was pretty 350 to 500 shots a day since she was 10 years old. And I was like, wow. And, you know, like, 
it just that consistency is inspiring, right? It's like, and, and, it, may, and it just frames and puts in pr perspective, like, what it takes, what it takes to do anything on an ultra high level. And it's like that, not that, that unyielding commitment and, and relentless consistency. And they're like, what a big deal that is. Um, but yo, so the other thing, last thing, last sports topic, we've done so much sports, but it's funny. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies got knocked out last night. Uh, so how unfortunate, uh, even though it sets up a really <laughs> weird, it sets up a really weird world series, right? Diamondbacks Rangers. I'm like, what? Very uh, strange. Yes. Um, and even though those guys are the Phillies who I've always liked, like, I, I think Bryce Harper is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome athlete. Um, and, and the whole thing with the Braves where he hit the home runs there to do yeah, that. Yeah. I thought that was great. But anyway, um, you talked about Ben Simmons and how Philly, like, will not stand for diva nature or, yep. you know, uh, so weak character. Right. And, uh, did you hear about what happened with Trey Turner this past year? I did not. I don't think so. Okay. So Trey Turner came over from the Dodgers and was like an elite player. I think he yeah. dominated in that world baseball classic. Right. Right. Dominated. It was like the best player. Yeah. And I thought, as a Mets fan, I thought to myself, oh God, this guy's coming to the Phillies and he's on right. fire. Like we are right. done. And he got there and I think he hit like 125 for the first two months. Wow. And you thought, and you think to yourself in that scenario, oh God, like Philly, they're going to fucking bury this guy. And yeah. maybe he never comes back from that, no matter how good he is. Right. Yeah. And instead, some guy, I don't know if it was, on, it was online or on the radio or wherever it was, started like a movement to start to give Trey Turner a standing ovation whenever he comes up. Wow. So for like a week in the midst of hitting 125, they start giving the dude a standing ovation and he goes on a fucking tear. Wow. I didn't even know this. Yes. You got to look up the story and yeah. he goes on a tear where he's playing like even above the level on the Dodgers where he <laughs> earned some kind of insane contract. And then I think he kind of like has gone on for the rest of the year. And is one of the reasons that they got to where they got. And like, it was almost like they, them with good juice and positive energy decided we're not going to let this guy fail. We're yep. going to support him and prop him up. And he responded in kind. Look at that. I know. It makes total sense though. The more I know about the world and how we work. And you know, oh, for sure. I, I, I rescind any apologies about all of the sports talk because yes. it's really life talk rooted in philosophy here. Oh, very much. And, so. and mental approach. Very much. And, so. That is 99% of athletic endeavors and getting in shape and for wellness. Sure. Yep. It is the foundation of all that. And like yep. that's something we're always trying to get to, improve for ourselves, help people with. Like yep. if this cast can be anything other than entertainment. Yeah. Um, let it also be that. You know what I mean? So like I think these I think these topics are like the perfect um arena to explore that stuff and extract yeah. the juice that we all need very much um, so speaking of juice we all need yes a segment we did last week nice segments i'm gonna bring very professional you. segments this yes is the, oh, this what's this segment sponsored by is it <laughs> uh this segment is sponsored by the orange crush shaker nice which we have just you can get for free you can you get, can get for, one of those free. for free Look at that. You can get for free. Um, check out gcodenutrition.com. Spend a little money. You'll see it. It yeah. pops up. Add it to your cart. Boom. 
Three. You get the threshold, you get the, the new shaker free. So that's the sponsor of this segment. And it's I like it. timely, perfect. Uh, it makes sense that that would be it because I'm going to ask you what supplement would go in the shaker? I'm fueling, up right, Ver- I'm fueling up right now. Look at you. I'm, I'm, I'm taking supplements to prepare for a segment when I talk, where I talk about the supplements you should take. All right. So here's my question for you. Okay. You've got an orange crush shaker. You decide yes. what supplement. Yes. Should go in it. To put something in this receptacle. When you're handing it to John Brown's sons. Okay. Now, is it John John Brown's sons right now, or is it John Brown's sons in their formative years? Let's say they're (laughs) they're, uh, juniors on the high school football team. Okay. It's during the season. Yeah. It's uh, Wednesday. They got a game in 36 hours. It's probably their last um you know tough practice tomorrow's a walkthrough kind of deal um so they're 17 years old young yeah i would assume lean muscled athletes very much so for sure what are you giving to them i know there's a lot of people out there with kids and they're always asking not that we would ever say you know not i think legally we can't we don't don't generally push supplements on kids and we don't you know right but we know Um, that pretty much every high school athlete uses supplements like let's be honest yeah and and if if gatorade's gonna sell gatorade which is correct not gonna do much for your kids correct um you know for those machines out there those young machines old machines churning through those tough workouts what would you recommend Right. So I, I would say for that young athlete, um, I I would um, recommend in turn, I wouldn't, it's always going to come back to recovery, I think, but for that young athlete, most specifically, um, I would recommend uh, rise and juice or some combination thereof. It's funny uh, we bring it up, but uh, my daughter Sienna is a gymnast. Um, she's 10. And she would say to me, oh, dad, I'm struggling with cramps while right. I work out. Um, you know, while, while I'm at gymnastics, it's like two hours, especially in the summer, it's hot in there. They're not, you know, I don't know if you ever saw what a gymnastics gym looks like, but there are these massive like airplane hangers. You're not running the air conditioning in there in July, you know, your, your electric bill would be a hundred grand. Right? Yeah. Like, there's no way yeah. to do it, you know? So, um, so, you know, she's like, I've been cramping and I'm tired and, you know, like I, I'm feeling, um, run down dehydrated you know what can i do and you know obviously you go you know the gatorades and power rates of the world you know are not bad certainly better than nothing in those situations right but uh you know we're just water um but you know i I thought to myself okay cramping whatever you know what can i mix up for her um that would benefit her while she works out right so what i started to make for her um she has like this um so yeah, as I drink out of the tanker, there's like a mainstream yep. version of this that has a straw called a Stanley. Um, I don't know if yep. you've seen them, but but it's like it's like a, a big metal shaker cup stein kind of thing with a with right. handle and a straw. And it's probably I would say probably 32 ounces. So what I would do is that I would fill her, she likes orange flavored stuff. So what I would do yep. is I would fill hers with ice water, and then in it I would put a scoop of cold orange rice yep. and half a scoop of juice. And then just some extra pink Himalayan sea salt. And now, when you say juice, you don't mean orange juice. You mean I mean supplement juice. juice. Our supplement juice. Yeah. So it's so half a scoop of that. Yeah. Right. So you put all that rattle off the list of everything that you get with that combination. 
Okay, sure. So with that combination, you're getting a ton of amino acids, right? Uh, branch chain amino acids and essential amino acids, right? Which are the building blocks of protein, um, the amino acids that your body can't create on its own, can't synthesize on its own that you need to get from food or supplements, right? Right. So it's got a ton of amino acids in there and other um, recovery analogs, amino acid analogs. Um, it's got um, a ton of electrolytes, right? Uh, so the basic minerals um, plus uh, Himalayan sea salt, which is one of the core key minerals that uh, are depleted uh, in dehydrated states, right? Are yep. depleted through sweat, right? Um, and uh, is sodium and sea salt being the, the most ideal form of sodium in terms of the kind that we can consume. Uh, so that's in there. Uh, there's um, in the juice, there's also uh, blueberry powder, which is a, a potent form of antioxidants. There's vitamin yep. C and vitamin D in, in the rise. Then even beyond, which which bolsters the immune system. Then even beyond that, there's carb ten, um, which is an advanced uh, carb, starch carbohydrate um, that uh, doesn't spike insulin, um, but sort of provides that steady carbohydrate fuel um, that's contained. You get 15 grams of it uh, in a scoop of juice. So when a half a scoop of her, she's getting like eight grams. So a little bit of carbs in there also, which any right. hard training athlete can benefit from. We've already had the conversation about this. The the gas tanks in our muscles and how they're depleted and how, yep. you know, the more they're depleted, the more you can easily consume carbohydrates with no negative uh, concerns. Um, and then I just throw the extra sea salt in there because it certainly can't hurt. Right. And it's all mixed in solution, about 32 ounces of that. So I would probably make, I'm a young Amon Ra St. Brown and Equimini right. St. Brown and Osiris St. Brown and yep, whatever. That, that's whatever, three sons. Yes. Whatever other, um, machines john brown the bodybuilder is churning out uh i would give them i would hand them a, a similar beverage receptacle and the other thing i would do for any young athlete like that especially like you said lean muscle ultra hard training young athlete the hardest thing that they're going to struggle with is getting enough calories um i think that's a real issue i was once that kid too right um i would make um any kid like that you know my, my daughter beans is kind of like that fast metabolism not a huge appetite um, like where you're like, man, like, can you get that kid some chocolate milk? Can you get that kid yeah. anything that's going to just, that she's going to enjoy drinking or eating, um, that's going to have some calories in it. Right. I would assume those, those young men are exactly of that same ilk where they just need calories because their body right. is just a calorie burning machine to begin with. And then they're so active. So I would take like our, our fuel product, which is our way isolated. I would make like a whole food weight gainer kind of shake, right. Where you're mixing milk and a banana peanut butter oats yeah, even stuff like ice cream whatever and you may you know you hand them like an ultra nutrient dense you know protein milkshake and yep. i would have them drinking that on a regular basis too because just uh you know you we talked about michael phelps and digging that hole um the uh the uh calorie caloric deficit hole and it can be so deep that you can't dig out of it you can't really recover sure. well um, and, uh, you're not ever really able to add any muscle or anything like that. So, um, I would make like an ultra nutrient dense, easy to drink, good tasting shake, uh, with fuel and then whatever whole foods you could blend it up and hand it to them, you know? Nice. Yeah. Uh, I would have that metabolism. That's like the, the opposite of what I need is a weight gaining ice right, cream shake sure, sure. <laughs> in every form. It's like the right. complete opposite, but right. there was a time. Yeah, right, of, so course, of course, of course, of course, right. Journey. And 
And you know, bro, like uh, you get the shoulder straight, and and uh, a month from now you tell me you're doing like Ironman triathlons, like all of a sudden, no, just for I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. But like in that, no, scenario, I was gonna say from your lips to God's ear. Yeah, man. right. In that yeah. scenario, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try a triathlon, and you're training for that, and you're lifting and all that. All of a sudden, you might be deep in a caloric deficit where you need the calories, and you, they're hard to come by. You know, it's yep. it's hard to. If you're digging that hole deep enough, it's really hard to chicken and rice your way out of it. You know what I mean? Cause, sure. Because there's not much in it. You know, there's there, there's a lot of protein, sure, and there's some carbs, but to eat enough of it uh, to allow you to maintain your body weight, let's say, or add sure. any muscle tissue, it's a, it's a lot. You know, you can't really do that with tuna and salad. You know, so it's like, all right, well, I need to eat more nutrient-dense stuff. What can I eat? You know, and and that's where that's where these other peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with a glass of milk and the you know, high protein weight gainer milkshake kind of deal. That's where those become more and more valuable, you know? Yep. Burritos. Nice. Burritos. That I can do. A loaded burrito. (laughs) I'm in. Yes. You were asking me if I want to, right? The answer is yes. I'm in too. I'm in too. All right. Well, speaking of which, not that that, well, the ice cream maybe would qualify. And this brings us to the most important philosophical question of all. Yes. In recent time, in the in re- the last week, Greg. Yes. What is the dirtiest thing you've eaten? Cue the song. Nah. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got thirty tacos on the table. Colossal Give it up. Quarter the pound bowl burgers. of cereal. hundred and fifteen breakfast. Couple of sixers wow. again. Like eight donuts. Okay. Yeah. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried donuts. It's a pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg roll. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. All right. All right. Yes. Shouts to Dirt Malone. Shouts to Dirt Malone and that the, the best uh, intro segment in, in all of podcasting. That's true. Um, all right. So you're, you're up first. All right. Because I don't know that I have one. I, I got to think. What's the dirtiest thing you've eaten? The dirtiest thing I've eaten. I, I want to have something really inspired and like awesome. And I don't know if I've got it per se. I can throw at you like something that I had that was good um, and something I had along with it that's certainly dirty, but it's just not epic in any kind of way where you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm having that. You know, none of that. Yeah. But uh, for Sunday, watching football, here's a good move. Here's a good move for you, Scott. Because here's the thing. I'm a guy. So this, uh, this this will end up being decent and valuable. I'm a guy who... Loves to go in on Sunday and get my calories in. But I, I am not a fan of having a lot of those foods left over on Monday morning. Right. Right? It's counter, it's it's wasteful to one extent. And then also it's kind of setting yourself what up for failure. Are, what my goals are on Monday, right? Because it's yeah. like, all right, you know, wasting food in, in a world where there's people starving is such a sin, first of all. But then beyond that, too, it's like I'm trying to not eat pizza now that it's Monday morning, right? So one smart move is if you're going to order like pizza which i did we did this past weekend and and it is one of the dirtiest things i've eaten which was a good one um order that early like get it for your lunch so then you're grazing through dinner on it yeah so you're getting multiple meals out of that pizza as opposed to like ham or five slices 
Now there's still seven slices left when I wake up on Monday morning, right? Now sure. it's like you carve through it over the course of you got to eat the whole hours. pizza. That's, That's what it. you're saying. That's yeah. it. And that, but that gets hard when the pizza arrives at 9 p.m. Sure. Right. Well, so, I think there's also like there's something like you're carrying this debt into Monday. Yes. If you've stuffed yourself yes. as much as possible. It's like actually like a Life thing like bed. Yeah. I found that uh, even like for drinking yes. alcohol, sure. adult beverages, Yes, that the difference between doing that on a Friday night versus Saturday night makes a huge difference for me the following week. Now, there's some people out there like, what do you mean Friday? I do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday <laughs> during the day. Friday through God Sunday. bless you. Yeah, right. If that's uh, if you're able to do that and stay yes. healthy and yes. and uh, do that, not sure. something I can nor want to do at this point. For sure. Um, but I found that like, all right, if I'm gonna have more than one beer or right. whatever, right, adult beverage, um, well, let Friday be that night. Yep. Because. Well, then Saturday can turn into a hangover Sunday kind of thing if I'm doing that. And then Monday, before you know it, it's bleeding in and affecting your next week. Cool. Whereas on a Friday night, you're kind of building in some time to recover and hit your stride yep. when you need to be on point yep. Monday morning. And I think it's the same thing when, when you get into the hours of Sunday, yep. where if like you're going heavy at the end of the day Sunday, yep. when Monday starts... Are you really feeling at your best and ready to tackle the week and setting yourself up to have a great week in every way? Not just like yeah, of course. exercising and training, but of like, course. you know, are you going to feel good at work on Monday? Oh, right. now you got a quote case of the Mondays or whatever cliche, you know, phrase that people have uh, for how tough it is to peel themselves off the mat after the assault they just put themselves through. Now it's tough with football, right, you sure. know, it's tough with football. Uh, you know, you have the Sunday night game against your better rivals. Yes, of course. You know, just even watching that game, staying up that late, of threw course. me off. Of course. But, um, but that's the other thing, too, yeah. right? It's like, it's like so, so that was kind of what I was getting at is like, I think you set yourself up a little better for success in that way. If you don't make the window so small that you're trying to cram everything into, sure. And so instead, you spread it out a little bit, which allows you to graze a little more. Uh, and, I think it makes that the after effects of it less intense, right? So that like uh, you're not waking up on Monday morning with heartburn or your stomach's messed up or, you know, you're on the toilet or you, like, and you're like bloated, you're not feeling well. Like it's there, you're, you're minimizing that because you, you spread the window a little wider in terms of like when you're going to eat those foods. Right. So, so I did that this past Sunday. Um, and then it also goes for like when Tara bakes something, I'm like, Maybe please don't bake that at 8 p.m. Because then the window I get to eat it is very small. And it's like right before I'm going to bed. And that's probably not the best thing for me in terms of how I'm going to sleep and how I'm going to feel the next day. You know what I mean? Yep. Like make it earlier in the day. Then I can graze on it over the course of the day. And it's not the intensity of it isn't sh shoved into a tiny window. Of Absolutely. Gluttony, a tiny window of gluttony, right? So anyway, this past weekend, I got a, a grandma's vodka pie. Mm, nice. Right? And you know, uh, I I'd say that you know I, I live in an, an area where it's an ethnic food desert, and there's also not a lot in terms of great pizza. But I also felt like I feel like I, I have an unreasonable expectation for pizza because because of where I grew up and what I like. But uh, the um, 
the grandma's vodka pie from this local place for sorrows that I got it from was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and I've got it before. So it's like a known entity. So that was great. And, uh, I had that and, uh, Tara baked just a box, not homemade or anything scratch or anything, but just a box of homemade brownies. So I had a little bit, I had a little brownie a la mode action and I had the grandma's vodka pie and that made for like, look at a, that. A, a, what's better than that on a Sunday? Like, you know, not, I'm not, none of this stuff is like, you know, uh, life changing or anything, but just two really, really changed my things. life. I'm ready two for really, it. Really solid choices there. Very well played. Yes. Very well played. Uh, all right. So I've got something, okay. you know, it's not like the grimiest because okay. it, there's a range that you can get. If you order this, that can go from like, not bad to yeah. really nutritionally devastating. Yes. And I'd say this was like, uh, closer towards like the not bad spectrum. Okay. But I, I got a uh, taco truck pastor. A pastor torta. Nice. nice. So like a Mexican sandwich yeah, 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 yeah. on a big bun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, seasoned pork, Oof. pineapple, wow. um, jalapeno, the works really. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. get like a special, like, sour creamy mayo blend on there wow. and uh this uh, honestly uh, the, the the one unusual agreement uh ingredient on this version i had yes. they had carrots mixed in mm, okay and tortas are weird because it's like there's a lot of variety you order sure. like a torta with the works from one place versus another sure some places put hot dogs some right. places eggs right, sure. right the cheeses are different and so you never know. And I always, yeah. I'm always in search of a great torta with the yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, you know, it's like one of the things near me is a uh, roadside taco trucks, uh, but they they're permanently fixed. Okay, it's sure. weird. Yeah, yeah they're taco right. trucks. Sure. But like this, I'll give you an example. They're, they're this taco trucking. truck had trucking. cement steps. Yeah, yeah. In the parking lot that Lee, like, I don't think this taco truck is moved in yeah, years, sure. but it's a tr quote truck. That truck, and so anyway. like, for some reason, that's a big thing here. Uh, and I'm that's like, good, and I hadn't had one thing. yet. Okay, I've actually made, went a year without wow. going there. If you can yeah. believe it. Finally, I'm like, it's time, and uh, it was solid. Okay, I'm gonna try a new place next okay. time. I'm, I'm still the search continues. Uh, but and like I said, it wasn't the grimiest version, so that's right. good. Right, sure. Um, but I want to try another place flavor-wise and see if I can find something that's got a little. Although I did, you know, good uh, salsas. I've got a couple stacked in the fridge. I've been nice. milking nice. all week. But yeah, I so the best. there you go. A torta, I love taco trucks. Anything taco truck torta. related, I'm in. Any taco truck, I'm oh, in. Yeah. Anything taco truck related, I'm in. Well, I will, uh, I'm going to vet some contenders, and uh, next time I see you here, Yes. We'll, uh, I'll take you to the winner. That is what I need in my life. That's uh, a job. Like it's a job. It's work. I'm happy to do. Yes. For you. Yes. Those, these are the contributions I need in my life very much. The, so. the the dietary sacrifices I'm willing to make for your benefit. You spoke of dietary <laughs> sacrifices. You spoke of griminess. Yeah. Uh, you spoke of uh, disastrous uh, um, consequences of food choices. Yeah. Um, we we recently spoke about what what the the best item on the menu is at McDonald's, right? Which was okay, which yeah. we, we kind of agreed to be the quarter pounder or the double sure. quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. Yeah. I have little kids. McDonald's happens. It is what it is, right? Get over it. 
the the uh are are you a fan of the chicken nugget the chicken mcnugget loaded specifically uh, a, a pregnant pause specifically pregnant pause. the mcdonald's mcnugget uh, well, chicken nuggets I, guess in in, I guess nug life in general but then nug life as it relates to mcdonald's i will say that like i never like nuggets okay and i say liked okay, okay? i never like nuggets was always always looked at them as like an inferior chicken product by chicken totally byproduct completely true mystery yes. meat yes, versus like true. a tender okay where i can like at least be fooled into believing yes. that it's not some composite piece of chicken well, right 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 where it's not ground chicken and chicken byproducts blended into some kind of um, you know, uh, amalgamation. The hot dog of chickens. Yes. Right? What do they say about they hot are. dog? It's like what? Lips and assholes? Or something? Yes, it <laughs> like, certainly is. Certainly right, is. and the McNugget always seemed like the hot dog of chicken to me. However, Kaylee is a um, a big proponent of the Wendy's spicy nug. Okay, it's a good one. The and Wendy's so, are good. Yeah. that kind of like, well, I'll have one kind of thing yeah. Over the course of our relationship is now turned into like, well, if you're getting an order, yeah, yeah. Get one. Just me. make it two orders. Yeah, sure, sure. Because I'm gonna want at least half of your order. And now you're down to a half. So you need a full at least. So just get okay. two orders. So okay. yeah. All, I've all come right, well, around okay. in particular the spicy nug, but okay. the McNugget and McDonald's might be too reminiscent of the composite for me to all right. Well, Get enthusiastic. All right. all right. In the name of our friendship and in the name of you helping me figure this thing out. Okay. I'm going to assign you. Okay. <laughs> this nugget homework. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to, to, to take Kaylee out for a fancy night on the town. Say, fancy it's not, nugs. It's that Wednesday, Wednesday, Wendy's week, baby. I got something better for you. Okay. <laughs> Do we do a little you, nugget tapas? You go get a get like a you go get a ten piece or a twenty piece, right? From Mickey D's. Here's the interesting thing: they have a new sauce. I think they have two new sauces. One of the new sauces is called Mambo sauce. Okay, yeah, yep, I know this, and it's awesome. And it's partially awesome because it reminds me of something and I can't quite put my finger on it. The closest I can get is to tell you that it reminds me maybe of general chicken sauce. General okay. sauce reminds yep. me a little bit of that. Okay. But there's also like a sense memory smell, right? Where got them for the girls recently and I said to them, yeah. hey, and you know, I whatever, I got a quarter pound or whatever. And I said, hey, throw some of those new sauces in there for me too. So they did, and it was open. And once I smelled that, I was like, what is this? Okay, let's go. What is this smell right. that I know? Where do I know it from, right? And now, is it some legendary hot sauce that, I, that I've that eaten a million times that I love? Is it something from a restaurant you and I went to? Is it, is right. it a salsa from somewhere? Is it just a specific All right, well, I'm not going to look up anything okay. about it. And okay. I'm going to try in the next week. Okay. I mean, this is going to have to be my eating the bullet well here's the thing not the worst thing in the world even if you got like say a general i mean a a chicken sandwich from there and then got that sauce and threw it on there doesn't necessarily have to be a nugget what if i go get a popeye's chicken sandwich and go to mcdonald's and only get the walking with the popeye's bag and say hey can i have some mambo sauce for this yeah sure but but uh 
yeah, I can't quite pinpoint what it is that that sauce smells I'm like a, and tastes like. Yeah, as you know, my favorite food are condiments. Yes. I'm on the well, record, so well, as I will far as do an investigation. Food, as far as fast food condiments go, one of the better ones that I've had, and it also made me wonder what is it that this reminds me of so much and i can't i couldn't quite i can't quite call it i'm so, on the case awesome no there's I'm no sure. one more qualified try to remind me there's no detective more qualified there's no detective more qualified it's time to put case. this expertise to use <laughs> 350 dippins a day for 20 years guys. that's right that's right <laughs> i am a professional 350 nugs a day for since you're 10 that's years it. old that's it. All right. Well, that's good. That's a good. Uh, we're gonna leave you on a cliffhanger, guys. Yes. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tune in next week. Yep. 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 <laughs> to see the exciting conclusion, <laughs> Mambo Part Two. Yes. 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 And Mark Bernardi, what he will sacrifice for his art that he will go like, to McDonald's really for the, get people. the Mambo sauce. That's it. For the, the people. people. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Too, go too to benevolence. That's it. Go to G code. Speaking of benevolence, yes. G code nutrition.com. Buy a supplement, get the fancy new orange crush shaker on us. Yep. That's it. And, uh, Hey, let's, uh, see what happens at the NBA. Let's draw some inspiration. Yep. And, uh, I think that's a good theme. You know, I feel like we kind of manifested a good podcast, good squad cast when we went in, Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, We're I got nothing. Sure thankfully, you got something. What do you got? Oh yep. shit. I got nothing. Yep. And Back we and turned forth. it into, you know, I think digging and harvesting some gems out of uh the NBA uh season preview from the cast. Very, very <laughs> much very much so. And you know what else I, I realized too that there's something epic coming back in stock very soon. Next few days, maybe we could have something epic, right? I mean, there's wow. something, there's something massive and life altering coming back in stock, but it's not even we're not even go, gonna go. Uh, yeah, there. there's like tiers of announcements. Yes, just you yes. gotta stay tuned. You gotta stay plugged in to the yep. Instagram. Yep. On IG. Yep. To the emails, get the news first, and uh, know we have some things up our sleeves in store so very much so excited to share that with everybody but take care everybody be good brother mambo part two next week that's it can't wait man all right brother Peace. peace